It's your girl Tanisha with Let's Talk About It. And this is one of those inspirational sessions. And today I want to talk about obedience. Obedience. The power of obedience, right? So we all think about what it is we're supposed to do every day. We all have this set of rules, you know, that are given to us by standards of the society. And then there are are sets of rules that we get by our parents and sets of rules that we get by school and the government and everything else. But can we today focus on the obedience of God, of the Holy Spirit, of our um, personal obedience is different from what I would say the corporate obedience like okay so corporately the whole world has to obey these laws or you'll go to prison you have to do this or you know certain ramifications come and that's on a corporate level that means everybody breaks the law everybody gets pretty much the same uh, punishment at a ground level now it all depends on the judge and all of that stuff but let's talk about obedience to God right so we (laughs) life is funny and I just had to transition out of a ministry that I was in for 18 years and I had a real struggle with it in the beginning and I started to pull back and get myself ready for wherever God was sending me and the area that I thought I was going is way different from where I am I knew I was leaving I thought I was going to go to this great grand place that I had picked out in the back of my head and you couldn't tell me it wasn't God because I'm like okay well God said I I I can leave and so I just felt like I may have been able to pick the place I could go since he was giving me the go-ahead to leave But who would know that he would lead me to a place probably 10 minutes from where I was. And when I tell you it feels like I have left the city, it feels like I'm having an out of city experience because of the simple act of obedience. And even what God has done in such a short amount of time, it is like that he has redeemed years of time and three months. And I just, just today, even as I was worshiping, today is a Sunday, even I was worshiping, I was thanking God for my obedience. My obedience passed my fears, passed my understanding, passed my wants, wanting to, you know, because I wanted to do it one way. And I wanted to do it that way because I felt like I had a clear understanding of what it would bring me. But I had to be obedient outside of myself and really give real obedience to God and so many things could have been lost I believe that I would be dead in the spirit if I had not moved when I did I believe that God really tries us he doesn't always show us what's there what's going to be there the real fruit when we get there he just wants us to be obedient enough to go to go and once we get there he's like okay I just wanted to know if you're going to be obedient and I've been reading the story about Abraham whose name was Abram in the beginning Ishmael and Isaac Ishmael came out of disobedience in a sense because God they felt like God was taking too long so they're going to scheme up their own plan And come to find out, you know, if you read the story even more, even Hagar, the one who had the son, she started to mock the promise. She started to mock the promise because they tried to make it work. They way they gave her a certain entitlement. She felt entitled like she was going to get more favor than the wife herself because of that one act. And so out of the obedience 
of God came Isaac, just really trusting and believing and working in obedience. But even with the promise, God had to see if he was willing to sacrifice even his promise. Isaac, and he was obedient. He had to be obedient and take the son and prepare to, to slay, to kill his promise. That is powerful. God, you're going to promise me a thing, allow me to obtain the promise, and then you're going to try me to sacrifice or get rid of the promise. And mind you, that promise took years to come. It didn't come overnight. Like that promise took a, a long time to manifest. And it came in their old age. So you want me to wait on the promise, God. You want me to get the promise. And then once I get the promise, you want me to then sacrifice my promise? Wow. Wow. But in the end, of course, God cre uh, uh, provided the sacrifice. So that lets us know that it was just a heart check. It was just a heart check. God knew that he was not going to allow him or cause him to kill his promise. But he wanted to know that if you had to give up the promise for me, would you? Would you give up the promise that God gave you for him in return? You know, that is very powerful. That is very powerful. God has promised us a lot of things, a lot of things. And the act of obedience is so important in this season for us to get it. I don't care how minute or how, how small the act of obedience may be. It may be for you to turn the corner and go to your neighbor's house and give them a glass of water. It may be to go another route to work. It may be just to sit in your car and wait with him and stay in his presence and just wait. I don't care if it's big or if it's small. I don't care what how foolish it may seem. It may even seem foolish. I don't care what it seems like to your natural eye, to your natural senses. We have got to get out of this place of natural senses where it don't feel like you're right. It doesn't because it's a God thing. It's a God thing. And the carnal cannot comprehend the things of the spirit. And a lot of people that are saved and sanctified, they believe that means, oh, if you're walking in a carnal, you know, that means, oh, you're unsaved. No, it, a carnal moment. Because we all have carnal moments. It's a balance between the spirit and the carnal. We have carnal moments. So the in the carnal moment, God could be telling you to do one thing, pastor, preacher, teacher, fivefold ministry, come on. God could be telling you to do something in your moment of carnality. And your spirit is not going to agree with it. Your spirit is not going to agree in your moment of carnality because you have a moment of carnality. Your moment of carnality, your spirit in that moment will not agree with it. So we have to make sure, even when we're sure that we know God's voice, that we are still walking in obedience because obedience opens doors. How many blessings are we giving up in a day? In a day, because we are not moving in obedience. And people, oh, God won't tell you this, and he won't tell you that he don't talk to you all the time, and la, la, la. Okay, that's, again, I keep going back to Job. That's where Job's friends and him, that's where they messed up at. They thought they had new, they thought they perfected the mind of God. Come on, his ways are our ways, his thoughts are not our thoughts. As far as above the heaven is above the earth, that's how far his thoughts are from us. So when God is nudging on you, to do that simple thing, do it, move in it, flow in it, grow in it, and be obedient. I pray um, that it bless you. It's for me. 
everything I say hits me first. There's some things that I'm being disobedient about now. I'm like, okay, Lord, I don't think so. I don't know. Can't be, you know. But the Holy Spirit just keeps nudging and nudging and nudging. And I prayed this prayer. I was like, Lord, I want to be so in tune with you. Don't let me rest if I'm getting it wrong. And clearly, let me tell you, watch what you pray for. Because when I tell you I can't rest from this thing, it's 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 bothering me. It's pulling at me like, I just need you to do this one thing. I know you're looking at it like, no, nah, I can't be. But I, I, it is. It is. But I, this is how I need you to get to it. This is how I need you to get to it. If you just do this one thing, God will never ask us to do more than what we can do. And usually he takes the very little thing that it takes for us to do it too. You know, it's like sowing a seed. We may have $5,000. You know what I'm saying? But God only, he didn't say, give me half of it. He said, give me 10%. He didn't say have a whole lot of faith. He said have a mustard seed of faith. That lets you know that God doesn't even want to take all of it. He just wants the little piece of what we have so he can magnify it. You know, the five, the, 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 the fish and the five loaves of bread. The two fish. He didn't, you know, they, some of them were fishermen. Clearly they could have went and got at least 50 fish. God said, I don't want you to go get 50 fish for me to bless it. Just give me the little that you have so the little acts of obedience don't discount the little acts i hope that this word has encouraged you because it's encouraged me again this is tanisha with let's talk about it peace